Yes, folks, it's Thursday, 4 p.m. Central, because I'm in wonderful, rainy Chicago with Ray Pillar and Holly A. Ford in Cincinnati. This is Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. Ray, how are you doing? I'm in the twilight zone, Fred. You're in the twilight zone. Why are you in the twilight zone? Well, I took a test last night and I failed. Holly, what do you think about that? I'm scared. What happened? Uh, I don't think I studied enough. Go ahead. What was the test? Come on, spit it out. What was the test? Sleep test. <laughs> I took a, a sleep, sleep test. test. <laughs> I don't think I studied enough. I am just tired. <laughs> tired and worn out. So, were you what up all night? all night? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think so, but I got uh, awakened at 2 a.m. by the, the the nurse. You know, she. I guess I knocked off some of the electrodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Fred spent the night since you're both in Chicago. I was. Oh no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't getting much sleep either. But that's just because of a um, a middle flight, middle seat from uh, LAX to Chicago. And a couple of hard mattresses. Okay. And and, and, a, and a lot of time in the car in rainy weather. Yuck. <laughs> oh. <Did you> <laughs> no, but I had to go up to Kenosha oh. um, uh, and then back down everywhere else on the western burbs. You said the W word is something you don't have out on the left coast. We have water. Yeah, yeah but you don't have weather. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Since we obviously know at this point from the Chicago Weather Report, Holly, go ahead. You get to be the best co-host weather today. Oh, you know I'm relishing in this. Okay, so Cincinnati. Go ahead, draw it out. 77, gorgeous, sunny degrees with flowers everywhere, birds and hawks and everything alive, teeming with life and beauty. There you go. <laughs> Take that. So you're happy with that? Yeah, you know I like the darkness too, so whatever. <laughs> killing me, killing me, killing me, killing me. So, so anybody got any news? He says, saying, uh, <laughs> Ray, what what news do you expect me to have? I don't know. Where are you? Where's the party bus going? We are going to uh, Indiana. Indiana. Elkhart. Elkhart. Why would anyone want to go to Elkhart? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Holly. What about you? Well, um, just I got a book published called uh, Create Wealth, uh, Create Your Own Wealth, which is a collection of short stories on franchising, and I just saw that it is a number one new release, so that just came out yesterday, so there's my new Oh, wow. Oh, yay. Well, so then I'm I'm very proud of that news. Way to go, Pillars co-host. Um I'm happy to announce that the Link Local Network signed a new show. We were bringing in um, the Expressive Mom Show out of Canada. So the network that Pillars of Franchising is is 
um, on uh, has gone international again. And oh wow, which Ray Ray, you remember that well because because of that I met you with a co-host in UK. So we're back to international again. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I always forget about that. Uh huh. What was that? Ivor Kelly Island. Oh, Malta. Malta. Yeah. I talked Malta. to a radio show host in, in the United Kingdom who introduced me to a marketing uh, person in Malta who um, said, you need to meet Ray. He's 20 minutes south of you. So, yes, folks, in order to meet Ray, I crossed an ocean to drive 20 minutes. <laughs> awesome. Not a bad story, is it? That's awesome. Awesome, Fred. Absolutely awesome. Um, also, want to give a quick shout out to Bill at Berconi's earlier today. Um, he's volunteered his location to do some uh, community voice events in uh, June. Okay. So let us try attempt to bring on our first guest, and we'll see if I get the right number. Who's our first guest today, Ray? Our first guest is Madeline Ross, and she is the CEO, founder, entrepreneur of Super Slow Zone. Did I get Madeline on? Hello, I'm on. <laughs> All right. Hi, Madeline. All right. Yay. That computer screen being very small is not <laughs> affecting too bad my old eyes. <laughs> Welcome, Madeline. Are you, Hello, Holly. Rain, the game's all here. Yay. So where are you located? Or are you going to have the best weather? No, Miss Holly has the best weather. I am in Winter Park, which is outside of Orlando. And I do want to say we do not have frog strangling humidity yet. Yet. Yes. And what Holly described is our experience. The Disney birds are flying around, little baby birds are being born, flowers are everywhere, and we're not dripping in horrible sweat yet, so we're all thrilled. So it's kind of like a Disney cartoon there? Yes, a good happy one. And we're amazed because by now usually it is frog strangling humans. Yeah, well, at least it's yeah. Never mind. It's humid here. It's so, humid. Are you alone, or do you have a a a, a co-guest with you? I have two doggy woggies, and they're both with me. <laughs> All right, and do they want to say hello? No, I have oh. asked them. I have duct taped both little dogs' <laughs> mouths, and they have agreed to be quiet. Okay, well, shout out to the two duct tape dogs. Don't call us. No duct tape was hurt during this. uh, No duct tape. That's right. We'll we'll remove that from the edit, which, of course, we can't. (laughs) Exactly. Love it. Love it. So, Madeline, you're the CEO of Super Slow Zone. And and tell us a bit about Super Slow Zone. It is a premium wellness and exercise studio of course it's a franchise and we are located in the usa turkey and colombia wow international Mm -hmm. wow that's great we we just went international on the network again and we got an international guest (laughs) high five 
Hi, Holly. <laughs> well, that means I need to go somewhere. Um, where should I go? Columbia or where? where? <laughs> well, actually, Holly, either one would be fantastic. The food in both is over the top. Yeah, but doesn't oh, Columbia have fantastic. frost strength and humidity? No, 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 no. They're they're good. The only thing you have to watch out for in Turkey are military coups and riots <laughs> and uh, bombings. And then in Colombia, in Colombia, oh, and and um, a recession. But that would work to your advantage. <laughs> oh, that's all. And then okay. in Colombia, they finally made a 50-year agreement with the rebels, the FARC. And so uh, it's less less people are getting killed and abducted. Things are looking up. <laughs> hmm. Does this mean In they fact, don't no, really, get a shape now? Well, those two countries, when you know, international people will say the two countries you never want to go to right out the gate: Turkey and Colombia. And of course, that's where we are. <laughs> how many fra- how many franchisees do you have there, Madeline? What what are your numbers look like out there? Well, we have thirty in the U.S., twenty in Turkey, and four in Colombia. We'll, we'll add three more oh, okay. this year in Colombia. Awesome! Wow, fantastic! Yeah, Ray, you got a question? Yeah, what is super slow zone? Because yeah. Yeah, because it it maybe doesn't make sense. Well, what it looks like through the eyes of our clients. So first of all, it's a wellness and exercise studio. And what that means is it's a place you go, and you would go there for one of these five reasons. You would go because, and they're called clients, you would go because you want, number one, to build strong bones and muscle. So that's the first service. And, and by the way, Ray, all of the services are one certified instructor with one client. But you want to build, number one, strong bones and muscle. Number two, you'd want to build, uh, drop your A1C value if you have a type 2 diabetes. So that's one is muscle, two is bones, three is A1C. Number four, I lovingly call, and I mean this lovingly, managing your pie hole, and that's healthy eating. (laughs) And number five is called healthy slimming, but really what it is is fat melting. So you would want one of those five services, and our value proposition, or really the easy way to say is what we promise clients, is maximum measurable results in minimum time with safety as the foundation. So, for example, the, the bone, it's 20 minutes twice a week, minimum time, maximum result. The bone is 15 minutes once a week. A1C, 15 minutes once a week. Healthy eating, 30 minutes once a week. And fat melting is 40 minutes once a week. But all of that has measurable results. Okay, so two questions for you. On number four, managing the pie hole, does yep. that mean just what goes in, or does that also mean what comes out? Yes, Fred. <laughs> Only you, Fred. Well, I was going to say, if it, it's managing what comes out, then I know a couple of – got to get you to Washington. Um, 
and several <laughs> other state cap, capitals. Um, but so, all right. So uh, on the A1C, um, uh-huh. a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, uh, literally. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but, no. Um, how much can somebody drop in their A1C numbers over well, in that period? Yeah. Let let let. Why don't we just use you? Okay. Mr. Fred. Okay, so Ooh. by the time you were diagnosed with type 2, what were your A1C values? So when they took my blood, uh, they did my blood work when I was in the hospital for the heart attack. They were six, it was 6.1. There you go. That is definitely type 2. Absolutely. And what we can do is drop it on average two points in mm. three months. Okay, so I've already dropped it to six, so you could drop it to five point eight. Yes. You you've dropped it to six? No, you were you were diagnosed at six. What's it 6. now? One. I was diagnosed uh-huh. at six. And yeah, so I quit eating oh. sugar on my own. <laughs> I quit eating mar- giant jumbo marshmallows and little Hershey bars. Mm, I quit eating those and Amazingly enough, well, it's this, so and my, this is a, a three. It's a three thousand. The, the the exercise is two two uh, revolutionary pieces of exercise that you do. It takes fifteen uh-huh. minutes, and um, it takes three months. We drop on average two points, and yeah. then of course you must manage the pie hole after that, right? So there's nothing. <laughs> that can compete with shoving calories or wrong calories in your mouth, right? But when people get their A1C, yeah, when people get their A1C values lowered or their bones improved, right? That's your T-score with a DEXA scan. Mm -hmm. Or your muscles improved. It's so inspiring. Like, look at you, Fred. You have really taken your heart attack and your diabetes to heart, correct? And you are on it. Right? I kind of had to, otherwise the heart <laughs> yeah. was going away. I wouldn't be on your Fred. Well, that, that's yeah. true, because you, you would be, be staring at a pine box or an urn if you hadn't yeah. done that, right? But, but <laughs> still, don't, don't you uh, feel somewhat inspired to keep going in that healthy direction? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, my doctor said uh, he's fine with my weight as it is. There's another 10 that I want gone because I want to be in that lean BMI zone. Or as my daughter once said, Dad, you look like you swallowed Grandpa, and I don't ever want to be there again. <laughs> oh. So, so my, Holly, I'll let you ask a question inside, but my next question is, so when is it you're opening up in the San Luis Obispo County? Was the franchisee coming there? Oh, go ahead, Holly. Oh, Thanks. Okay. I have, I've got about 70 questions for you, but Fred won't let me ask them all. So uh, I just want to hit with international franchising. Um, You know, I think the the viewers that we have and the listeners, excuse me, the listeners uh, we have out there uh, really definitely don't know a lot about international franchising. A lot of them are new to franchising, you know, period. But some of our developers, some of our franchisors that are looking to get into those international markets, some of the brokers that are looking to advertise for those markets, tell us how it came to be that you are in Turkey and Colombia, 
and what the franchising laws are like there as compared to the U.S. I think we'd all love to hear some of that. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thank you, Holly. First of all, uh, and I'm not saying this is a prerequisite, but my work before franchising is I worked for a company out or an organization out of the U.K. called the IOD, Institute of Directors. And it was during a time when Tony Blair, who was the prime minister, was trying to turn the U.K., particularly England and, and uh, you know, London, into entrepreneurial. And so he had that real initiative. And so he hired uh, successful U.S. entrepreneurs and advanced them throughout the world because the IOD had these amazing connections, right? So I worked in nine countries internationally, and, I, and then I lived in three. So I love awesome. international, and, and I'm, I was used to it. And so when I founded the franchise, I had um, someone wrote uh, a merger and acquisition uh, magazine, wrote an article about us, and my developer of Turkey read it. She contacted me, and she is an accountant by trade. She loved being healthy and fit, so she contacted us, and I gave her six months of homework because you can imagine, Holly, the idea of, of flying to Turkey to try to get your royalties. It just sounds like, you know, a, a true exactly. Debbie Downer, right? So, uh, and it's the right relationship. And then I uh, negotiated the master territory agreement with her, and part of that was that she, I already knew through the IFA, I knew the franchising laws of Turkey, and she had to convert the master territory into the franchising instrument to use a local uh, attorney, and then... She had to bring both. Uh, we have two business units. One is the franchising business unit. The second is our institute, which is our educational arm. And so she mm-hmm. needed to bring both of those, and she was also in charge of the translation. And then we mapped out the territory. We, we had a, The other thing, if anybody's listening, the most important thing for me was to do a minimum number that she had to develop because she could right. exceed it Good. if she wanted to. And I think everybody on here knows it's people. you got to trust people because when a deal goes bad, it doesn't matter how many pieces of paper you have in your legal instrument, how many attorneys. You don't want the attorneys to win. You want to settle it. So um, right. that relationship. Now, it was, it was tough because it was a new brand, and I warned her on this. But, of course, you can give all the warnings and then, you know, now for the rest of the story. And um, – we work every week. We still do. And she decided to open uh, two and own them. So she got a physical therapist to help her open the second one. And then okay. from that point on, um, we sell, like our owners are doctors, physical therapists, very seasoned entrepreneurs or seasoned business people, like, you know, a 37-year senior executive at Shell or a controller for a billion-dollar mm-hmm. company. So really good franchise owners. And then we just mapped out. Uh, I, I transferred all of the systems, and, of course, we had to adapt to her custom, and you just mentioned mm-hmm. that, right? Marketing, because, materials, everything. Oh, everything, right. because it's, it's just very different. 
So that's how we developed Turkey, and she's exceeded. Now she's she's up at 20. We originally had 10, and they're all doing really well. We we have sold through riots and fires, and and when the president unplugged all the social media, like he unplugged oh, Twitter, wow. unplugged all that. So we we've done very well. And then in Colombia, the couple flew from Bogota to the IFA event in New York. They couldn't find okay. what they were looking for. Somehow they met up with a broker who, uh, by listening, figured out what they were looking for, which was a professional position, a professional service positioning in wellness, health, and exercise, not a gym. And uh, we're positioned more like a concierge doctor or a you know financial advisor, very high end. And so we talked. Uh, I know it's typically called the discovery day. We call it done in a day because our people want to get something done. And um, they, mm-hmm. we all met in uh, Tampa. We did done in a day. And uh, they said uh, yes. Okay. We went back and negotiated the agreement, and off we went. Do you have any difficulty, just a follow-up question, with the exchange rate from Columbia, the Colombian peso to the U.S. dollar? Painful. Painful. Did I mention painful? Yes. And so, okay. um, you know, there's a, there's different thinking on how the franchisor gets paid. Uh, one thought is, you know, you owe me this no matter what in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the inflation in Colombia is just, you know, it, they can't yeah. even function. So right. what we what we do the dollars is dollars worth like point oh 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 three, I think, right now. Yeah, right? and and that's mm-hmm. generous. So what we do is we take the amount they owe me and we divide it by the currency exchange. Ah. So that they're always uh, we're always moving at what is hitting them on the ground. And nice. yes, it's, it's been difficult, but you know, and also because I'm on news feeds, I would get, uh, you know, there's a riot or a, a military coup, and I'd be up at two o'clock texting her and saying, Delic, um, let's please give all the franchisees a grace period for July because no one is going to go to any studios for the next month, they're all scared to death, right? So it's, it's right, being proactive right. that way to take care of her. Well, being people-oriented, just as you said. Thank you for that. Ray. Yes. Go for a question. You all right. Quiet. Well, you know, I'm trying to picture uh, who Madeline's clients are, and I'm having a hard time doing that. I mean, what Obviously, is, I'm not on. Jen Helen. I'm just wondering. Uh, you know, is it uh, by the slow zone? I'm I'm thinking some 90 year old fella, but am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, Ray, they're 40 to 100. Oh, that well, I wasn't too far off. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. You were in no, the range. No, you weren't. Wow, you were. that's awesome. <laughs> and they are the the, the driver. Uh, we have two major categories. Um, one is busy. Professionals, busy breadwinners, and the second one are semi-retired, retired, and they're all very busy. And by 40, it's occurring to you you need to do something. Uh, we'll just call it common sense. And so, 50% of our clients uh, are highly functioning, no medical issues, 
and they're just busy people. They want uh, results, and they want to walk in and with what they have on. You do not change your clothes into gym gear. You you know, people come in in suits or whatever they have on, and they're in and out in 20 minutes, one instructor, one client, and we're using Nautilus Corporation's medical-grade strength training equipment. So they're in and out in about 22 minutes. And then, of course, they get uh, reports that show them their results. Uh, so 50% are very busy people, no issues. Another 50% have minor to major medical issues. And so let me just paint a picture of a, what we call an ideal uh, clinically controlled exercise environment, which, which is a lot of words, but they're beautiful. And so you've got a, uh, an ER doctor who rolled in at 7, who just got off a $14 shift, and she's still in scrubs. Then you've got a mom who just had her third baby. Then you have a, uh, a 64-year-old physical therapist, and she's just overcome uh, cancer, breast cancer, lymphedema, 8% drop in her bone density, and she's working out. And then you've got a 18-year-old guy who's kind of scrawny, and he wants to get a date and go out for sport uh, and, and prevent injuries. <laughs> yeah. and, uh-huh. And then you've got somebody who who came in on a walker. So there you are. That's that's yeah, an example yeah. of a typical training environment. Well, I, I can see why wow. you have the four-year-old because eighty is the new forty, right? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Well, oh, okay, Fred. Fred, is it time? Yeah, it, it's it's time to take a to pay the bills, as you said. But is the eighteen-year-old trying to find a date there? Doesn't that seem <laughs> yeah. to- that that a is a true. Excuse me, excuse me. That's a true story. When I was doing a consultation, and we were going through why he wanted to gain muscle, right? And he was just very clear: get a date. Okay, so it wasn't like he was trying to pick somebody up there, like you know, hey, do you come here often? <laughs> Never mind. Never no, oh my goodness. His mom. His mom, his, the his mom worked out there. Yes, his mom worked out there, and uh, so she brought him in. He didn't tell her why. You know, he didn't tell her what it was. He he just goes, get a date. Cracking me up. (laughs) All right. So we want to thank our sponsor, Link Local Network. Uh, As I said earlier, the network's gone and adding a third show, Wednesdays at 3 p.m., uh, Central, The Expressive Mom. You can find out more at www.linklocalnetwork.com. Remind people they can call in with questions at 323-580-5755. 323-580-5755. He says in his best announcer voice. <laughs> and you can also chat at www.pillarsoffranchising.com. Say something. We'd like to hear from you. Now, a word from a sponsor. If we can find the link. The link. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business wow. and sales space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. 
This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Listening to um, Holly there talk about the five factors, and Madeline, you said five, and we have five pillars. Hmm, isn't that kind of interesting? Five everywhere. Yes, it is. And there's five of us on the show right now. And I have five fingers on one hand. Do you have five hands? No. Do you have five hands, Holly? Um, five. Um, it depends on how many people are helping me out that day. Well, if you own a franchise. You probably have at least five hands. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to Madeline. How many hands do your franchisees have? Well, they do have five pillars for yeah. to create. <laughs> to, well, our, our, our franchises run at an annual rate minimum of 80% retention of their clients, and some are higher. Yeah, and there good. are five five pillars that they're always working off of, and you guys know that just saying these is different than um, being them in every day, right? And so the first one is results over time, because if you are graced and work at it to have somebody two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen years, then they want results over time. So the first pillar is results over time. The second one is just an awesome, uplifting experience each time. I mean, I know that's obvious, but they got to have it each time. The third one is that highly personalized attention from a qualified person, and that's why they stay in con- the front line stays in continuing education. The fourth is. They have to know the value we are to their life. So, of course, because otherwise, if you're only with us for 20 minutes or 15 minutes once a week, you need to know how is this helping me and how is this helping the aspirations I have in life. And so, of course, we work to make sure that we capture what's important to them in their life and how we're supporting that. And then finally, number five, anticipate their needs. And as we know, the best example of that is nobody asks Steve Jobs for an iPhone, right? Yeah, well, he's dead. (laughs) Nobody asks Steve Jobs for an iPhone because they didn't know they needed it. So the fifth one is being able to anticipate what they need, even though they don't know they need it or want it. Mm. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, and, I, and I'll take I that to another level for you, Madeline. <laughs> Go ahead, Holly. Yeah, Madeline, I'll take that to another level. It's not, not just that they don't know the need, but as you have the, um, the leverage and the system and support that you can really take this to another level, then you can actually create that need in the consumer's eyes. It's the need they don't know that they had because they never had it. So that, that is, that's the power of the brand. That's, um, that's truly magnificent. 
Yes, and, and you know, I just finished teaching a course and doing all this market research on exercise and technology robots, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, and uh, looking at a huge U.S. and international sweep on what's coming at consumers uh, about this, just in the exercise segment. And it's it is wild, you know, and, and these are not, it's going to be a good idea. They're happening now. And so that's, uh, and then I ran a course through our institute so that I could think with our students on the evolution of our technology. But as you know, the, the customer matters, and it's got to work for them, and they have to know why it's valuable, and it's got to help them. It can't just be cool because it's cool. There's a lot of that, right? Right. So, well, so Tony that, Robbins um, at his business master. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Well, no. So, Holly, to your point, that that yeah. that is what we're doing next is is analyzing the next level of technology for that very reason. What were you saying yeah, about I, Tony Robbins? I uh, well, I had the privilege to be at his business mastery course last year, and. We did an entire segment on, uh, you know, of course, on artificial intelligence and the technology that's there. You know, we know that we have, you know, uh, the capacity in our swimsuits and our clothing to, you know, measure measure so much. But, but the actual reality of having this space where there is actual numbers that you're able to see as you're walking down the road and having your blood pressure and all of those things monitored, that is, it, it's almost unbelievable it's so sci-fi and yet it's already been developed this this it's mm-hmm. here so you know keeping the fear factor down for people that are 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 less willing to change or to address this but yet use that technology for their benefit the benefit of all mankind is um is crucial and your in the fact that your studios are looking at that your boutique studios um is just phenomenal it's you're ahead of the game Yes, and you just hit on that, Holly. The the, the people part can't get lost because our our core service is that connection and the expertise, one by one by one. And yet, we know, as you just said, 360 degrees. Uh, this technology is pouncing in on big cat paws, and so even if they're mm-hmm. in a demographic that's older, and you go, well, they'll never adopt to it. That's not true. They get it through their, their adult children or their grandchildren. And so the real thing is, for the sake right. of what are you putting in the technology, right? For why are you doing it? Because in our game, it can't be, it just, we need to have some technology. Let's throw some in. It's how is it really going to enhance the value of their life and their experience, but still keeping, I mean, I showed I showed all the women and right. I used women right. on the course, you know, this robot. That that's doing push-ups and crunches. I mean, it's a life-size human-looking robot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so as you said, all of this is here, uh, but it's still still keeping that human-centric connection as the focal point. Right. That we're using that technology to enhance us, not to replace yes. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Madeline. I want to ask you, you used a couple of terms that uh, I like to use a lot. And uh, one of them is client versus customer. And, uh, you know, your, your doctor has clients. Uh, your plumber may 
have customers. Okay. In my business, I feel we have clients and the reason for that. And the other word that you used, well, you didn't use it. I'm going to use it is residual income. And I think that's uh, if, if you're looking for that type of franchise, these are the things that you need to kind of uh, uh, look for. And, and apparently uh, with a super slow zone, you have that. Yes. And thank you, um, Ray. In our five uh, services, of course, there's a, a whole bunch of reasons we have them and they're highly researched. And again, it's all under the wellness umbrella and wellness is a big uh, you know, it's a $3.7 trillion business globally. Hmm. And, it, you know, it's defined by whoever's talking about it. Cause, you know, it's not like pepperoni on pizza, it, you know, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, that's a pepperoni. So wellness is, <laughs> is this big umbrella depending on who's talking. And ours, uh, so to that end, one way of viewing it is our, our personal strength training, we call it personal strength and balance, that is – something that people do in a continuum so that's a continuum the strong bone is also a continuum because like your teeth you can't floss them once a year and then and then your bones are okay it just doesn't work that way a1c is more programmatic so you can uh, lower your a1c and then then if you don't want to continue with our program you you get in there with a lifestyle change the healthy eating, again, is three months, but people tend, you know, healthy eating is never a straight line, so they tend to come back and want to true up. And then the fat melting is, again, programmatic because it's typically eight sessions, depending on the client's goal. So if you look at it, we've got two that are continuous, strength and bone, and then we have three that are programmatic. And that that a couple things uh, to your point, it helps that recurring revenue, and especially if you if you earn the loyalty and they stay there eighty percent. The second one is if people want to enter through the fat melting or they want to enter through the A one C. As soon as you help them produce really good results in short time, and they trust you, as you know, they look up and they go, well, what else you got here? Right. So by having a continuous service uh, complemented by programmatic shorter terms, but still achieving results, you can you can get a toe in the water and then they say, "Okay, I want to swim in your ocean by recurring services. Excellent. Wow. That's really cool. All right. So since we're in the franchisee question part of the show. Yes. My question, which is I've been asking everybody, is um, franchise disclosure document. Greatest cure to mankind known for sleep deprivation or useful document. What should a fran- potential franchisee, what three parts of a FDD should a franchise read before they fall asleep? Item six, item seven of the FDD. And... The entire franchise agreement, because I think of it as a whole document, franchise disclosure document plus FA, franchise agreement. So item six, item seven, you know, which are uh, item six are your costs other than uh, startup. Item seven is your initial 
and then your entire franchise agreement, you, you, know, you can skip all the boilerplate at the end. And then the other thing we've done is that, of course, you have the, the um, you know, the thing, the questionnaire we do that says yes or no, and you have three pages of say yes or no, you know, they didn't make you buy this, you understand you're 100% responsible, it, you know, it, it's called, in ours, it's called the questionnaire. But we made additional, uh, which is called mutual promises. So we added to our FA mutual promises, which is what we promise and what they promise. Now, I know that everything we're promising is embedded in the in the franchise agreement, but we walk them through it one by one and say, you know, let's look in each other's eyes and, do, you know, do you get this? You know, just don't check yes or no. Do you understand, you know, that if you, whatever it is. So it, it's, uh, we went an extra step for mutual promises, which is a, which uh, both the questionnaire and the mutual promises are a conversation before they sign, right? Okay. Before they sign. Okay. So you said just to give us, you said that's rare for uh, the mutual promises. How rare is it? Are like, are you the only one in the industry doing that or is there one percent, or how many? I don't know if there's do... anybody else who does it, but we we do that uh, even at the studio level. Um, so, for example, if you become a client of Super Slow Zone, we have mutual promises, and we start out with here's what Super Slow Zone promises, and there's a list, and then here's what the client promises, and we we discuss it. We don't just scan and go yeah yeah yeah. So mutual promises are part of every single step in our brand. Wow. So let me give you an example. Uh, if you become a strength, a strength and balance client, the first thing we, we and our team promise is that we will run on time. And if we are five minutes late or more, you get the session for free. Oh, that's that's the first cool. promise. Yeah. That's the first promise we make. Now, the correlation, all the promises have correlations, is that you will be on time, you client. So if your appointment is 20 minutes and you show up 10 minutes late, you get that full remaining 10 minutes. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, every single promise typically has, oh, here's another one. Uh, we discussed with them that what we're uh, promising them is expertise, not time. Mm. So, you know, in personal training, as an example, everybody thinks, okay, you get a, train, a trainer for a half hour, an hour, and blah, blah, blah. Ours is, right. you know, and we tell them, if we can help you achieve extraordinary results in less time, is that something you want? Yes, because we, we help them understand it's not about time, it's about results and the experience. Now, why are these important? Because if you need to go back to them, so we have a check-in evaluation once a quarter for each service. So you're looking at results and you're going over the promises. So let's say somebody is continually late or canceling. Um, you know, we try to solve it. And if they're, if they're misbehaving, we show them, what is it you did not, is there something you don't understand about promise number two? 
Mm-hmm. And what's right. the normal answer? I mean, do you have a list of the top ten answers? Good question. We we learn to uh, let clients go if they're a recurring uh, misbehavior because we're built on results, and you're never going to get you're never going to get from here to there because you know that whole thing. What is it? People go out and they say something bad about you seven times to every yeah. one time they say something good. Yeah. So we really try to manage this uh, before we get to the check-in. But if we do, we're, we're kind and firm. So mm-hmm. you, you try to problem solve it. Is there a better time? You know, uh, so it's all, it's all questions. Madeline, you know, Ray, are you, uh, can you orient me in the last two months about your ability to start on time? Oh, it's been fabulous. Well, let me show you from our point. Um, you've been late. You've had uh, 16 sessions, and you've been late for 17. Do you? Is there a different day and time that would be better for you? <laughs> is there a different day and time that would be better? Yeah. So you try to have them solve it. Awesome. Yeah. Holly, you got a question? So the point of the mutual promises, especially with franchisees, is going through the questionnaire and going through the promises before anybody signs and saying, look, we've all agreed. We, we call it a signing party when franchisees on board, so we have a signing uh-huh. party. And uh, I say, you know, we're all we're all going this way, but this is where we're all going to pause and look in the whites of everybody's eyes, and we're going to take these one by one, and we're going to make sure we're all okay. And then I give them examples. You know, I'll say, here's why uh, why is this important to you, and I'll say, why is it important to me? And I'll say, here's what I don't want you to make me do. I don't want to have to fly to New York and pull your sign down myself with a bunch <laughs> of big guys I hire because you elected to go off-brand, and I told you it was not approved. So that mm-hmm. is this promise. So do you understand what's going to happen if we're all happy and what's going to happen if we don't do what we say? You know, didn't right. I hear Corleone saying something like that? <laughs> <laughs> You know, Don <laughs> oh, oh, the Don. Yeah. The Don. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The it kind of goes with my hat I'm wearing today, huh? <laughs> yeah, the Holly of Super Slow. <laughs> love it. All right, I'm going to go on a little different tangent. I love the FTD. I love what you're doing with your with your clients. It makes sense. Uh, it's going to solidify your brand. It's going to protect your brand against the onslaught out there. It's going to get you know, deter the wrong franchisees that won't be a good fit. It's going to keep me out of business from doing any of your resales, but, you know, just saying. Um, But all those things are are just excellent. What I'd like to ask a little bit more is um, about the boutique fitness industry right now. That is obviously getting a a great hold on. Um, You know, we, we know a lot of brands have come out with, so much uh, we've got we've got kickboxing obviously was kind of a forerunner we've got bar pilates we've got we've got rowing row houses we have cycle bars tell me where you feel your franchise fits 
in that new realm of boutique fitnesses. Obviously, I can I can see it from everything you said, but I'd love you to just kind of tell our listeners about that. When I was at IFA, I was speaking with uh, where I Fred, you were in the booth. Remember Great American yeah. Franchise? Great American and, Franchise. Yeah, Ooh, and more, he represents. Ooh, no. He represents what could be perceived as a competitor. I don't. I don't really think they are. But he said, "Oh, you're a hybrid." So Holly, you know, one of the biggest challenges is we fit a niche that we've been struggling to uh, name mm-hmm. because uh, we don't fit in the fitness. You know, especially when you're 40 to 85 plus. And 80% of America, that's our age demographic, 80% of Americans do not exercise consistently or at all. So we're asking mm-hmm. the people that want to get started or are scared to get started or haven't done it in a long time, and they don't have time. So, and then because it's like a concierge, uh, it's high end, but, but it's affordable, that uh, we don't, you know, we don't fit. And so <laughs> I'll tell you, and, Feel free to laugh. Here it comes. The niche we invented, mm-hmm. but it you know it won't work. It's called active livability because we help you to be active so that you can live. And we're helping you be with, but you know, people it's too many syllables. Yeah. Well, and if you're, you're on something though, you know, like prime thrive, right? Thrive in your prime. Prime thrive. Yeah, something like that. Yes. I mean. Yeah, I, yes. I hear yes. what you're saying loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Yes, this and is, because, um, you know, when, pe- when people are met at the door by, I mean, can you imagine uh, having a client for 10 years, 11 years? Now, the aging chain train has been driving at them, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to have a frontline staff that stays very well educated, not only be, as a good person, but also on all the stuff happening to people as they age. Uh, right. You know, and it's highly personalized. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. technology-driven to help you understand your results. But um, I don't – I've been struggling. It's, it's so definitely we don't fit. a good market. Yeah, we don't fit with the um, Snap Fitness and Gym Fitty and – nope. Mm-hmm. So you, we you need really are – yeah, you do. You but you've created. Well, what what have we talked about? One of the Fab Four franchise industries. You know that that um, it's in the book, by the way. Um, one of the Fab Four franchise uh, industries is obviously senior care, just because of that aging population. But we love senior care together. You know, we 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 haven't. There's not a lot on senior fitness, and I I love um, I love your niche. I think it's good, but you're also taking them. As younger, there's no exclusions, just like a younger gym wouldn't have exclusions against, you know, an older person. Um, but your your target market um, is truly the ones with the most discretionary earnings right now. So you have, you've got um, a very huge financial um, possibility for the, for your franchisees, but you also have um, not just that they have the disposable income, but they have the desire and, and to to keep and maintain their fitness as they get into their later years and thrive again prime thrive there you go that not um you know not perish we we um you've got something there i love it yeah and you know whether uh somebody suggested prehab but that's still rehab based right 
And then someone else right. said, Negative. well, maybe you're, 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 you're pre-care, but that's still, you know, care Negative. meaning you're going to decline. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, right. you're you know, and we'll have people. Right, right. right. And, and uh, you know, some of them are proactive, uh, and some they've got their adult children or their doctor saying, get thee in there, or we're, we're going to sock you away in a barn and throw hay in at you, and that's it. But it's padded, so when you can't get up, you'll be okay, you know, and there's your barn. And so they have a big driver to live at home. Hey, Holly, oh, the, the, the lights are blinking here. The lights are blinking. We need to pay the Yeah, I know. Bill. we got to pay the bills. we got to pay the bills. we got to pay the bills. Goodness, you guys. Do it, Fred. Oh, we're sending them to you now. <laughs> So yeah, be quiet now. Let me let me get the commercial done, then you can talk more. You can call in at three two three five eight zero five seven five five. That's three two three five eight zero five seven five and ask Madeline a question. We also want to thank this sponsor and here's a word from them. Hey franchise owners, how is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine.com. And we're back. Ray. You get the last question. Okay. I think we have a lot of curious customers, you know, clients out there. I always call them clients, but that's okay. <laughs> listeners. Okay. That's okay. It. Listeners. All right. All right. Listeners. How do we, how do, does one person get a hold of you, Madeline, if they're, you know, want some additional information regarding your franchises? Superslowzone.com. No, that's <laughs> all right. So when you say slow, since where I normally am is considered, they call themselves slow. Anyone in the Central Coast of California, I think she means S L O W zone, super S O S L O W zone, right? Not S L O. <laughs> Bingo, Bucko. Okay. Well, again, where the office <laughs> normally in sunny California. Not rainy Chicago. That does make a difference. So, are you a little grumpy, Fred? I'm in Chicago, and it's been monsooning for the last since I've been here. Of course, I'm grumpy. I look out the windows. I see cars and rain. I don't see whales and ocean. Wouldn't you be grumpy? Okay. So. Oh no, I like the darkness. Remember? Yeah, I know. All right. So we're gonna. We're going to say goodbye to Madeline for a bit, and we're going to come back with our next guest, Ray or Holly. Who would like to ask our – you want to introduce our next guest, Holly? 
Well, I just want to say thank you to Madeline. I really enjoyed having her. And then, um, Ray, you go ahead and introduce Erica. All right. Uh, then let's welcome Erica Feinberg, president of Review Kangaroo. Did I say that right, Erica? Review Kangaroo, yeah. <laughs> you can't hear it. <laughs> All right. So I'll ask the first question. Where are you and what's the weather like? Um, I'm in Arizona and it's beautiful. I had my top down this morning. Well, on my car. <laughs> um, okay, and, that's good. <laughs> and uh, and it was just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And I know it sounds funny, but it's overcast today, which is considered an absolutely dream day when it's overcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got a question. You're in Phoenix, but yeah. don't I remember something about you like being a liking to go sailing? You, you, yeah. Well, I grew up out east um, in Norwalk, Connecticut, near Manhattan, and right in a seaport. And then I lived in Boston for 12 years. I went to college there before I moved out to Arizona. But even when I moved here, at the time, I was working for Oracle Corporation. I was working for some companies in the Bay Area, so I was traveling out to California, even though I lived here. So now I just have to find some water in a boat. <laughs> I was going to ask, you move, you like to sail, but you live in the middle of a desert. Yeah, yeah. So now I do the stand-up boards. You know, now I'm hooked on those um, body boards, the stand-up boards. I'm sure Madeline likes that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a shift. And I also am an avid scuba diver, so, you know, try to figure that one out. You know Phoenix is a desert, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, I'm blinded by love, and I'm blinded by all the amazing things about it. Like, God's artwork is everywhere around here. It's just unbelievable with hiking trails and lakes, like beautiful lakes and all kinds of – and there isn't – horrible traffic and all that good stuff. So I just love it. I'm in heaven here. I can live anywhere I want now in the world, you know, and, and this is where I, I do. Yeah. I get that. Sailing and scuba diving usually does not go with living in the middle of a desert. Yeah, so I just have to travel. This is Erica. She can do anything. What are you listening to this for? Erica, don't listen to him. I know you can create a lake if you wanted to. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. you know I'm 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 excited about that. Yeah, you you uh you have two phenomenal women on the show this week. So um I I'm I'm really excited about it. Uh Purpose, Passion and Profit, Erica. Tell us about your yeah. book. It's uh, it's number one oh, best God. selling in twenty eight yeah, categories, I think. Yes. Um, insane. It broke rules. It broke all levels um, of history. And I hope you have the same success in your future because you just launched today. Our book was launched last July, last year, and it's still soaring. But it's just, you know, it's hitting on a, a great topic. It really is hitting on an, an exceptional topic of the importance of connecting um, why you're here on Earth with what you do in life. And how all of that is connected. And I brought that into my leadership style, and it's worked. You know, it keeps people engaged and excited. It's so easy to get burnt out, mm-hmm. especially in healthcare. Um, that's where I was for 13, 14 years. And um, so, and technology.
technology. That was also a very, very fast-moving space that you can get really burnt out. So it's just there's a way to – I got it down to a science. Um, and even after everything I've done, I ended up going back to school. Like this, this book really inspired me. I went back to school. I got a master's degree in human dynamics. And so, so you inspired yourself with your book. You you practice what you preach. That's beautiful. I love it. I, I love it. Oh, fantastic. Well, purpose, passion, and profit. I you know, everyone yeah, I think you can get that on Amazon. It it's um a really, really um beautiful book. And the the beauty that I think of Erica goes way beyond just the intellect. She has a um capacity it seems to be that she can marry uh, the creative with the technical, so the rational with the with the with the idea, and um, and that's 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 pretty awesome, uh, Ray. Thank you. Uh, usually, I'm going to get the. <laughs> okay, I I want to know more about uh, Review Kangaroo. I mean, that's an unusual name. What is Review Kangaroo? All right, so I'm going to go back in time a little bit. So I um, in healthcare, and I, I had a question for Madeline, but I'm going to tell a story instead because I think it'll just um, <laughs> it'll, it'll just hit home. Um, but way back when I was running um, Active Forever, which is all cash pay, and it's durable medical equipment and devices, all cash pay. Um, and so we, I ended up losing a mom and dad, and that actually smelled of smoke because <laughs> the founders were smokers. So I, I ended up bringing that to a $94 million love market leader. And um, I learned through the years that there's nothing more important than, number one, your people, number two, your culture, and number three, the systems you have in place. And I did a tremendous amount of research, and we put, um, before it was even a, um, a slogan, is reputation marketing. We, we use a model that I my brain put together. It's like the magic school bus in there. Um, I put a model together that had us very quickly completely dominating the marketplace. And um, we were able to geo-target. We were able to target our most ideal clients. And most of the people using our equipment were senior citizens, but we didn't market to seniors at all. Um, we were marketing to the decision makers, the opinionated people, and then eventually we weren't doing any consumer marketing. We were only marketing to medical and rehab centers. Um, we started catching on. We had outcomes data. Um, they were really looking at the fact that what we were doing was helping patient care. So even though we were cash paid, we were getting a tremendous amount of referrals. So I was going to ask Madeline if she ever looked into that. Um, we can always talk offline, but there's a tremendous push for really consumer-driven health. But now I forgot your question. Oh, review Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so what all right. We're riding it. So I built this company. Um, the, the website was doing tens of millions of dollars on a regular basis. The retail stores were doing up one million. And um, I was being just hounded by franchise consultants saying, please, tell us what you're doing. We want you to turn this into a franchise. It's sometimes larger than the best franchise we know, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up going through that whole planning process. 
And while I went through it, as you can imagine, it's like, stop. It's mind-blowing. All of the pieces and how complicated it can get and, you know, all that. But I love that I now have that in my brain because I can empathize. And what happened was in that process, a lunatic showed up. This um, private equity group showed up. They ended up buying our entire company for cash, everything, and even our even our commercial real estate. They came in and bought it all. Um, and a lot of this was a lot of our market value was, I'm going back to Madeline again, was our reputation. It was through the roof. So it was one thing to have all the, the revenues and the success. But that love, having that love, was just knocked everything way over the top. And that was the thing. I'm going back to purpose, passion, and profit. Like, that made my heart go pitter-patter that we were loved so much. And people were awesome. just thought I was on drugs every day. You know, it's just like, no, this is me. But it's, it's, that can really fuel everyone. And we need everything about the people. And I talked to these guys, talked to you guys earlier about this offline. But since everything was about the people, we had a lot of people who were young. There was turnover. You know, they'd come and go. We had a couple that were still in college. I had one guy who was even living in his car. I had no idea. We hired him. Um, but we ended up cherishing these, these people that were with us and helped develop them. And they ended up making such a huge impact. We noticed the feedback about our company was about the people. And so it's like I was thinking about Madeline, like they're going to say, oh, this, you know, this machine didn't do anything for me or blah, blah, blah. There's 3,000 happy customers. There's always one bad egg. It's not even true. They never showed up, whatever it is. That's so frustrating. So that, those, all of those reasons are why I was, look, while I was throwing this company with 94 million revenue, there was another marketing director of a home services company in Arizona, Mima Pop, growing to 100 million. I'm like, oh, you know, how do they do that? So um, I ended up finding out the marketing directors scoured the land for every kind of way they can manage their reputation. It was, I'm going to say five major things, but there's actually four because we were talking about five before. They wanted to manage their reputation online. They wanted to dominate online. They wanted to dominate for location. Um, because they, there were certain regions they wanted to serve. Um, they wanted to also be able to keep their service under control, like their service level. Um, it was really hard with the scaling to keep everyone on track and do it like putting booties on. They were electricians and plumbers and stuff. Those kinds of things were driving the, the team just as much. So, he said, oh, and the last piece was, there are five. The last piece is communication. So how do you communicate with your, with your community? How do you get the referrals? And how do you define yourself so you're going to be a magnet to the best quality, profitable referrals in your business? And same thing with the customers. How do you target this audience so you're getting the best quality people who are motivated, excited, great marketers, you know, whatever. So that's what um, this marketing director at Parking, Parking and Sons, Temper and Sons, 
find a regulation management system that did any of the things that he wanted to do the right way. Um, they were a little black hat or like working in a, I won't go into it, but they're working sort of in a, in a flip phone way when he built the iPhone. That's the best way I can say it. He built the iPhone. So mm-hmm. this, this system he built actually um, works through two plugins that the client installs on their own website. It's not like there's some company out there generating all this activity and getting the SEO benefit rollout over here. Um, plugins on a website are as easy as installing an app on your phone. And it, these two plugins just totally supercharge the website. They geo, they geo target. Did we just mess up my phone? I hope not. You guys can still hear me. Um, we hear you. You're good. Okay. This system geo targets, and it also creates a new page on your website that's all about reviews. So all of that activity is happening in a private system, and you're setting rules. So all the positive reviews, let's say you say four and five stars is positive. As soon as you install that system, you don't have to lift a finger. You can stick to your craft and make work your logic. This thing is just generating a tremendous amount of activity. It's engaging the audience. It's uh, getting the, the crawlers and the search engines are coming over and going, oh, what's going on over there? And they love that activity on the website. So when that happens, um, it's great. If there's something negative, it stays private. It stays totally private. And there's an there's a um, an email and text system that has autoresponders. So there's a lot of intelligence behind it. But if as soon as you get like one, two, or three stars, it automatically goes to that person before it goes public. And it says, whoa, we care about your five star happiness. Tell me what happened, you know. And then you get the story and you go back and forth, and the whole system gives you the opportunity to redeem um, something and to get a redemption, like have it go back up to four and five stars, and then post as a redemption review, which is crazy. So, as he was explaining all this, plus there's a dashboard that stays very private. This gives you every speck of data in graphs and charts and pretty pictures of, like, where someone came from, where they were, what they said about you, this and that, and then how much they spent with you or how much they spent to your business. It's just craziness. So when I saw that, I started cracking up and said, this really defines, I wish it existed when I was growing my business. So um, the CEO of Parker and & Sons and the marketing director they spun the technology out two years ago. They already have 3,200 users. And so they said, no, this is crazy. It's, it's a real business. We need to scale it um, and put some of the – I have specific models of growth that are put in place for businesses. So they asked me to do that for them. Um, so that's why we're using the room. How long was that? Well, you've taken us to the next commercial. So, <laughs> you can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, 
Come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And thanks, Abel. The next uh, franchise, or sorry, Great American Franchise Expo is May 18th and 19th. That's in about two weeks, folks. In the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta. So, who's got the next question, Ray or Holly? Oh, I think this falls into Holly's. Um, yeah, okay. I, I'm excited. Yeah, Erica, um, I I want to ask you a very specific question. Um, you know, something in your your profile which I really loved. Um, your your the way you twist your words around, it's really positive. Um, the system builds measurable goodwill, market value, and this is the one I want to ask you about. It it says excite five star performance cultures. That's fantastic. Tell us how you do that. Oh, and you just gave me the chills. Okay. So I would start with the leader, right? You start with the leader and just realize that everyone's watching your face. When you're the leader, everyone's watching your face at all times, right? And they're watching your energy. And especially if you're, um, if you're working with a spouse or family member, you really have to watch it because you can't say, I'm going to be like this because that's my brother or my husband. Um, they're going to say that's your true colors, right? So right. Um, right. Um, what I realized was um, you really have to, you know, watch your energy, keep it positive, and come from an authentic place when you're in a leadership position. And kind of like I used to think that <clears throat> I used to think that this was actually one of my biggest mistakes. I thought bringing fun and good energy to the business was bringing in a ping pong table, uh, having cocktail hours, you know, putting a Well, then the mommy and me kicked in. I saw it wasn't working, and I was attracting the wrong kind of people. Um, the mommy and me kicked in, and I was thinking, God, my kids are at their best behavior when I have them doing chores. When I'm teaching them things, when we're going out and doing enriching things, they are their their self esteem goes through the roof, and they're so much they're gr- more productive. Growing as people, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So right that's on. one thing about review kangaroo. It's all about the people. So the way the system works is you're actually asking opinions about a person. So if someone comes in to your organization and they're touched by four or five people, it's going to increase the number of reviews you get. But you're also going to get. Um, there's Harvard studies too. You're more than eight times likely to get engagement and positive engagement when it's about a person. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. You know the example that Madeline brought up. If if they made that feedback about the person, I'm sure that person would have no complaint about how beautiful and wonderful that service was. And they're so patient right. with me. It would turn it around, like you said, with the words. It turns around the mentality to, oh my God, I'm I'm late all the time and they are so tolerant they are so amazing 
So it's like I could go on and on about how important it is to make it about the people. And the funniest thing is um, if a person knows your whole business, I used to tell people, pretend you're on camera at all times. It was part of our training program. Maybe now kids don't know what candid camera is. <laughs> but I used to say, pretend you're on candid camera at all times, right? And mm-hmm. we have your back, too. So if someone's swearing at you and they're mean and, you know, people are off their meds and high stress, mom just went to the nursing home, like we get screamed at a lot. So I had to teach okay. them how to deal with that, right? And we had their back. If it got too abusive, we gave them specific phrases and spaces to use and body language to use if they wanted to permit themselves from the interaction. We had their back, yes. right? So, and then if everything's going well, whatever, when it's tough, that's when your true colors come out. When we miss shipping something and mom got discharged before the product even showed up to, the, you know, to their house, whatever it is, that was horrible, right? But if we came right. through in a really thoughtful, specific kind of Erica kind of way, they used to call it, I was the chief happiness officer. But if we came through, <laughs> oh, my God, how powerful is that? It's like a, a spouse when they come through when things are bad. Like, that's when you know mm-hmm. you made the right choice and who you married, you know. So those are really big deals in, in the corporate culture. If the culture is about the people. It's about making a positive impact in every interaction, every facial expression, every body language is going to get rated one to five. That automatically mm-hmm. the culture. And it gets people complying when it comes time to training. And you'll, like the dashboard, it proactively shows you if someone is um, getting bad reviews or weak ones, and then if someone's getting great reviews. So it gives you models of success there, or you need to retrain, right? So you either have to inspire that person, retrain that person. Right. And the one who's doing amazingly well and keeps getting a high volume of reviews and five-star reviews, you want to help that person and, and do a download. Find out what are you doing right. and saying. Because um, lots of times, as you know, in franchising, you have your rule of conduct and you have this model you think is amazing, but there's always people breaking the rules in the franchise. Sometimes it's better than what you got, right? Erica, I love that. In fact, um, it's, there's been so many studies done on body language affecting mood, and it's 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 phenomenal to know. You know, you've heard the story. You smile, and it, and you smile enough. Eventually, you feel better. Um, well, they talk about it in posture too. There's been so many studies done that the person who walks in the room, if you stand up, you know, you feel the the, the helium balloon pulling your head from the spine. You know, um, and and you have that posture that it actually makes you not just relay better with and, and come across better to the peers there, but it actually comes inside of you and you feel more empowered. Um, and, and they've done study after study after that. And I've never heard of anyone who would take the body language like that into the workspace and create a culture teaching them very, very easy tricks to, to, to bring about and foster this, this collaborative 
um, work environment. Just, to me, this is brilliant stuff. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I wish I was speaking at this conference coming up. <laughs> it's, it's topics like that that just light me on fire. And it's so funny. I have so many stories, and I think this is what got me invited onto the show, too. I mean, our, our counselors, they were called customer service counselors, and they were commissioned sales, even though it was selling products and devices. They were rewarded financially for their knowledge and their ability to coach someone, and even looking at the return rate. So we didn't want to do a pushing product, and it was all in the same. So we'd look at all the KPIs, and we would say, okay, the return rate is high. So you're selling a lot, so people are returning. That means you're selling hard, and it's not what they need. You're not listening. So we were always right. looking right. at three KPIs for service. Everyone had a wireless headset. Everyone, we had network cameras at every workstation, um, and they were not allowed to put anyone on hold. So if someone had an issue and they needed to get help wow. from someone else, they would say, come on, let's go. I'm going to bring you over to my manager, or I'm going to bring you to the specialist and the walk-in bath. We'll get that answer for you. And we would never put people on hold or make them tell us wow. twice. You know, those kinds of things. Love it. It was all over. Love it. And you can wow. show them the product. You know, you can show them the product and see how it works, too. And it's, that's the piece that people with physical locations miss. Like, they could easily create a virtual environment just by having that kind of the network cameras and wireless headsets. And, you know, when you're on the phone with someone, let them experience who you're with and what you're doing. And it brings people in the door. Like, my kids, when they go to Disney World, they, when they were little, well, still, they don't get into anything they can't see, right? And I think that's human nature. So if they can't see the, the ride, they won't get on. So I think a lot of people don't walk in the door if they get a good sense of what's going right. on and what it feels like. That, that sounds like creating a culture at, the, uh, at another higher level than is yeah. – uh, I mean, right, right now there's a lot of businesses that virtually don't have any culture. <laughs> I mean, you know, drop phone calls, <laughs> but never answer the phone, and, and endless voicemail. Uh, but uh, I, I think that in, in the company that I have, we have an excellent culture, and we call it a family here. And uh, that I think that is transcends to your clients once they mm-hmm. feel that. And they feel, and you make uh, the people who uh, interface with your clients at ease with themselves. They feel more comfortable, and therefore your your your, your customer or your client base will increase because it's felt. It, it transcends through your through your uh, employees. So culture, and that's one of the things that uh, uh, on this show we've talked a lot about how important it is to have a, a great culture. So. Mm-hmm. What other ways are there to, to enhance that, that culture to the next level? I was wondering if you're going to get to the question. I talk a lot before I get to the question, don't I? You know, it's putting the right systems in place that reinforce the behaviors from the leadership down. Um, if mm-hmm. the leaders were accountable, and um, keep in mind, actually, before I go into this, I want to just tell you, I know that Molly made. I know that you have your people's back, right? I know it because I'm going to tell the poop story now. 
So um, we we wanted to hire Molly Maid. We bought this house in Scottsdale that was a multi like a, a multi thousand square foot house, gorgeous, beautiful account, right? That you would drool over. And um, the people that lived in this house before us didn't realize these guys were a gross mess. They were American Indians that grew up in a tribe in Minnesota that they they were just getting $75,000 a month for waking up, and they were young. Um, she was a Jaeger girl, like a bikini Jaeger girl, and he owned a electronics company. They had 10 dogs and five cats. Well, five cats. Yeah, five dogs, 10 cats, right? So the place was a wreck, and Molly made quit. Right? They said, no, we're, we're not going to serve you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I know that that was a corporate, it was corporate has your back. We don't want to subject you, no matter how much money we're going to make from this account, that's dangerous that's right. to your health, and it's mm-hmm. really just high risk. It's horrible. Um, so we had to convince them. They ended up letting us hire them, <laughs> but we had to say we're new and we're clean, and we, you know, we tore everything apart in the house. But I had to say that, but... You know, I'd say, um, if I can think for a minute, too, the, the main thing is to just, when I look at how Review Kangaroo works, it, and this happens in, in life, normally you don't make a big change until there's a trauma. Like, it's very rare that people make a change unless they have to. And this is also very relevant. I would say you're, you're better off to market people that have to clean their house for a specific reason than to get people who don't clean their house to clean their house, right? Same thing with the type of exercise Madeline's people have. You have to go for some, like, if, if someone's not, if they're going to die because they're not using you, that's the best kind of time you want, right? And so what I look at is, like, when you look at something like Review Kangaroo, as soon as it gets installed, it, it creates new behavior. It's, it's like this defining moment. Um, and those defining moments are incredibly important. Um, the other thing, too, is having extraordinarily good training that's not text-rich. Um, active training or video training. Um, that's something like we even have a whole video library and a team on board, including myself, because I like creating video. Like if a client of ours says, I want you to create a video because I want our franchise owners to know exactly how to use this and feel real good about spending this $99 or this $177 a month, whatever. They, you know, you, you want to you wanna be able to get everyone signed on and excited and feel like they know what they're doing. Like this is going to be super easy because um, it's really hard to make change happen unless there's a specific goal or a specific component point and very easy implementation. So it, it just cracks me up because there's so many times we're talking to an account that could be huge and they'll tell us, um, so we tried doing this and that, or we've worked with this that doesn't work, and I'd be like, it's not much. You know, and it's so easy. It's like, how do you make it a no-brainer? How do you make it super easy and affordable? And then how do you 
Well, you create those videos, you hold their hand. If we have to go into a franchise physically and do a whole training for everyone, that's what we do. So mm-hmm. it's like you've got to be able, I think you've got to be able to um, get back and back in with that kind of high touch where someone feels accountable to having to follow the rules because we're going to see the numbers. If, if you're a leader and you put our system in and we see your numbers are not strong, we're going to go to the leader and say, you need to, you know, look, this is what we need to do, and we're going to give you a video training. So everyone is doing this just this week and see what kind of difference it makes. And that's the, that's the other piece, and I'll be quiet soon, but it's about bite-sized pieces at a time, not like you. It's like, let's just look at what we need to do this week. And then let's look at what we need to do next week. And the same thing with business plans. You just have to take it piece by piece because the world keeps changing. You have to take it slow. And <laughs> and be in a zone and be in a zone. In a zone. But you're you're absolutely right. And it has to be driven it has to be driven from the top. Absolutely, yeah. because it doesn't work if you have one employee who happens to be uh you know very positive i mean the people can sense that uh yeah primarily uh, when i walk in my office in the morning i greet everyone in the office i you know if i can catch their eyes i say good morning how are you doing how is your day you know and it's important um yeah uh, shortly after we moved into this new location there was a, uh, a manager from another office uh, upstairs, and they, they said, uh, they asked me, what are you doing to your employees? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing to my employees? He <laughs> says, well, everyone I meet says hello. <laughs> I said, well, you know, that's our culture. That's part of who we are. And, and, yeah. like I said, and it's a family culture, and, and I'm very proud of that. But that's something that needs to be inculcated into uh, like I say, you know, the owners of franchises. It's a very, very important. And Fred, why are you looking at me like inculcated? That? <laughs> That's what you're going with. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell a, I'm going to tell a short story that's really going to hit home with you guys. When I first when I first took on this role in this teeny little mom and pop medical device company as CEO, I didn't like the staff. I didn't like them. Um, I, I didn't crave them, and um, our average order sizes were tiny. And so it was sort of funny. You would think, okay, so I'm going to fire everyone and then um, and then bring on people that I like. Well, the first thing I did was change our product offerings because um, I wanted to be able to attract people who could make a lot of money and not be selling $2 shoe, elastic shoelaces. Right. So we ended up selling big, you know, multi-thousand dollar affordable oxygen concentrators. And what we noticed when someone was willing to spend three or five thousand dollars on a portable oxygen concentrator, that was an ideal customer for us too. They kept buying all kinds of stuff because that means they travel. They care about, you know, because they can get a free tank for Medicare, Medicaid, their insurance, right? So it's you know People be surprised at what you have to look at to make changes. That's why it's, there isn't really any solid answer. But what happened was the product lines became more specialized. The, the, the people I didn't like, I was just going to say something really mean. 
But the people I didn't like, (laughs) they fired themselves. Oh, you're so funny. They fired themselves because they couldn't absorb the information that they would cause them negative stress, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the people that we wanted loved that. They could learn. And and that's the thing. We're going back to this. You you have to have an environment of learning and development. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you're going to attract the best possible people ever. And I was laughing because our staff turned into, it was hilarious. We ended up very good looking. I, you know, I don't know how that happened. We ended up very good looking, fun, popular people, like very smart and motivated. And there were times I was thinking, why are they here selling potty chairs? You know, <laughs> that they were learning and helping, and that was at the core. So who would think even how you write your position description when you're hired, you know, all of that is all part of what you're going to attract in the culture you're going to have. Okay, so at that point, we're going to take for our final commercial break. Then, Ray, you can ask Erica the last question and after you ask her that, we'll bring Madeline on. So okay, sounds good. We all know what's going on there. So, <laughs> next week, you can dial in at 323-580-5755 or ask questions for all you people who've been hanging out on the website that I've seen you. Next time, ask a question. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Okay, so a reminder, you can also go to the pillarsoffranchising.com website and fill out the same form and get the same book. And I'll swear, every time he says 2,000 years, I think, man, you got one real old person there. Um, (laughs) So, Ray, the last question for Erica. Okay, I... Before we ask Erica the last, last question, question. Okay, I, I have know. another question. And, of course, the last question will be how does one get a hold of you. But every culture has a negative Nancy. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> That's my uh, job. The, uh. the bad apple that you know, sits in the apple uh, crate and begins to rot all the other apples. How, what do you do with something like that? Yeah. Um, you have to get rid of them immediately. Really, it, they have to go. The only other option is to have them working from home with no communication to anybody. So that's the only other option. If if they're they're in a tangible job that gets tangible things done, then there's no need for them to interact with other people. Um, that's the only way that that would be acceptable. There's enough people out there. Um, you really, you know, it's interesting. I or our company had, I didn't even realize until after when it was too late, nobody liked our e-commerce director. He was treating them like crap. So um, 
you either, there's two different sides of this. I'm going to go in a direction you probably never, ever would imagine. There's two different sides. One of the biggest mistakes I made in, in business, too, is um, I started, we were scaling, as you can imagine. We had not over 10,000 transactions a month going on. It was just crazy and events and everything else, right? I, I started emailing way too much. So everything was over email. And everyone was having to email. And then before you know it, we have multiple locations. Everything's over email. Um, the relationships weren't there. So maybe the bad apple just doesn't have empathy. Maybe the, you know, it might be a bad apple because the bad apple at the core, they have to go. Um, if the, and I'll go, there's nothing more important than making the leader's dreams come true, right? What could it also be about is our happiness, right? So if we have people that are that are making us lose sleep, what the heck? You know, why? <laughs> Bring somebody with a better attitude and let's not be in headaches, but, you know, it might not have these other things, but if they can learn, that's great, right? It's worth it because we need our beauty sleep. And um, people should reflect a dream to the leader, right? This is my dream. This is what my day I want my days to look like. But what I did with the company is I had everyone, when they were new in the business and even ongoing every quarter, we'd have someone in customer service working in the warehouse. We'd have someone in the warehouse working in marketing. We'd have someone in marketing working the retail store, you know, and we would switch them around, right? So it built empathy because what was happening is people were getting very cranky and hating the person running the warehouse because we had a system in place when an order was placed. Within within seven minutes, it was packed and shipped, right? It was in a, a bin to go out with UPS. People would call up 10 minutes after placing the order and say, oh, she wants to have this or she wants samples. Like, sorry, it's already gone. And uh, people were getting angry. Well, when you have someone working the warehouse and meeting the people and bonding with the people and seeing they're good people and then understanding and seeing, like, this is what happens so fast, when that person gets back on the phone, they're like, well, the, the problem is, we work really fast, and you're going to do your best, you know, but the negative is we can't get it because it's gone. So it just changes everything when you're um, you're building what you can to build empathy between people. And um, I I didn't want this to sound like an ad for, um, for Review Kangaroo, but one other powerful application that a huge healthcare uh, company is now looking at, because it's also HIPAA compliant by by default, is they're using Review Kangaroo as an internal system too. So they're using the external market, the B two B market, and their consumer market, and then also their internal. They're doing three hundred and sixty reviews through the system because only the manager sees. The results from it, and it's it's one to five stars. You set the criteria, and then you let them put comments in. It goes through a dashboard, and it's measurable, so it can show trends with people too. And they can even be anonymous when they're sending the feedback too. So it's good to get that internal 360 feedback because one bad seed can bring your entire company down. That Absolutely. one bad director almost brought a whole company down. That's right. That's right. 
So we're getting close to the end here, and we want do want to open it up, uh, you know, so everybody can uh, ask questions and talk. But first, how does one get a hold of you, Erica? Right. So um, the best way this will work for both. Um, I for review kangaroo, it's just my first name, Erica E R I K A at review kangaroo. And um, I say also, if anyone has any, um, if anyone has any events coming up or big trainings coming up, big sales meetings, whatever, if you want me to speak, if you want me to come perform, speak, whatever, run a training, you can use that same email. It doesn't matter if you're a client of ours or not. Um, I, I just love doing it. So. Um, and our main, I'd say the best phone number, I'm going to be bold and give my cell phone number, is 602-617-9111. And I'm here to answer any questions anyone has. And we're not responsible for any weird or crank phone calls. Just want to put that through there. <laughs> so we got, a couple of minutes. we got a couple of minutes left. We want to bring back... Uh, Madeline and her canine friends. Hopefully, they will bark for us now. <laughs> Thank you. They're not the, hopefully not duck cakes so anymore. <laughs> so, Holly, why don't you for the, the audience? We get to see her because we're also on a Zoom conference, and there's this little stuffed animal that I'm looking at. It doesn't even look real. What a cute dog, <laughs> Madeline. So, go ahead. Take the first question and. It, if you want, it can be about dogs. This could be the dog round. Okay, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in here. Okay, um, so uh, if, if you could, um, I'd like both of you to answer this. You know, um, we we have um, obviously two very well spoken, um, articulate women that that have a lot of depth and knowledge, and I can't imagine that it was always perfect for you. Um, now I could be wrong because you guys, you know, you would be sunshine here on the on the Zoom camera, but but please tell me. I'd like to, you know, very very briefly just maybe one little incident in your past that may have been um, a hiccup in your career that you turned into something uh, really positive. And yeah, I'll, I'll say mine, mine was uh, my first investors were um, the. Uh, prince of the Emir of Qatar. And so I, in my third and fourth year, I went through a shareholder lawsuit, which meant okay. uh, I sued them, they sued me. And so in year three and four, that mm. would kill most everybody, right? Mm. And thank you. And uh, I got helped by the CEO of um, Pizza Hut. And he was going to give me 20 minutes, gave me three hours, and we shook hands, and I went out, and he said, okay, go do it. And I never talked to him again, but it was inspiring getting that help. So I think that was um, – I, I remember – I just want to end by saying this. I was standing with my two attorneys, trial and business attorney, in a, in a parking lot, and they had just met with the opposing attorney, and they are like, you know – they want you dead, take the company, kill the company, whatever. And I remember saying to them, um, you're going to see my body crying, but I would like you to listen to my words. And they were like, mm -hmm. what? And I said, I will buy them out. 
And they were like, <laughs> do you know how? And I said, no, but I, I am very upset. That's why I'm crying. But I want you to know my commitment is to buy them out and save my company. And I had no idea Brilliant. how, and I did. And I did. Good for you. Wow, that's fantastic. What a great question. Erica, same question. Yeah. This is like one of those answers I almost don't want to tell you, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Come on, do it, girl. Okay, I sold three companies, and the first two went great. This last one was the big one. Um, This was, we prayed for this, so we got what we prayed for was a lunatic who was willing to, like, just spend a gob of cash, who had, like, gobs of cash to spend because we wanted a cash deal. And um, it was crazy because the person had to buy everything, our buildings and everything, right? So we prayed for that. Well, we got that, right? And um, what I did in that case, I didn't use a business broker or anything. I didn't use an investment bank or anything in that. I'm and not I listening really to that. Have, yeah, I <laughs> I would say to people too, like, don't think hiring, find the right ID that or broker that thinks the same way you do. And also, err right. on the side of caution if you're wild, like, get someone who's a compliment to you. But combine it. Don't think it's going to stop you from creative ideas. Don't work with someone who's going to just say no and not let you at least try something if that's the kind of personality you have. Because um, it happened to work out with me fine, in the, but it was, we ended up experiencing, like, levels of stress that most humans wouldn't have been able to live through. So what I did, and this was a total, total luck, is our transaction was very upfront heavy. And then I could see that they, the, the acquirers were very, very excited and the CFO they had was sort of messy. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be able to, like, I'm going to just go for cream on top, cream on top, cream on top, right? <laughs> so I started pushing and pushing and pushing. I got everything, including, like, they ended up buying the buildings way over market value and all kinds of stuff. But what happened was they hooked us in for a year. So we were, we were bound to work for them for a year. And um, that also had cash attached to it. And mm-hmm. what happened was, if, if we did not fulfill our obligation, everything we did before that would have been gone. So everything okay. we accomplished, got the bank, happy, done. Um, if we breached that contract, everything else would be null and void. So we, we lived a year of hell um, mm-hmm. to, to fulfill everything because they kept on trying to entrap us. We were trying to figure out what was going on, but they were trying to entrap us. And I'd say, well, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me in my whole life, other than mm-hmm. something saying my brother died, we won't go there. So that, that taught me something really interesting, and I'll, I'll use an example, is I was getting very caught up in the moment. Oh, do I have to wrap up? I was getting caught up in the moment um, and getting stressed out. I learned how to control my brain and compartmentalize. And we ended up pouring through and doing it. But that was, we made some big mistakes there. 
um, the, the guy who purchased the business, he said to one of the employers, he called her a one-hit wonder. She had breast cancer and lived. He called her a one-hit wonder. She was crying and quit. I brought it to him the next day. He forgot it. He was drunk. He was a blackout drunk. I didn't realize that. And it realized, I realized at that moment, you can't get caught up in moments. You cannot assume anything or assume the, the negative stress. You've got to realize the world has shit going on. You just have to do the best mm-hmm. you can with it, you know, and keep it positive. So there's my story. Good. I like that. Make I no assumptions that. like that. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Ray, you want to take the, take the last question to take us out? I just want to say that uh, for whatever reason, we have the most fantastic people on this channel. And uh, I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, you listen to these stories and uh, entrepreneurship and how people struggle to get to that point. And it's truly amazing. It really is. So you and Holly like the guests that somebody brings on. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, Fred. Good job. Can I hit him with my hat, too? (laughs) You're the hero of the day. Yay. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, so I'll put my last question in. All right. Oh, please. No one answer, please. So the reason I do this show is because there's a a woman that I'm madly in love with, and I'm going to see her this weekend, and she's about 17 months old, and she calls me Grandpa. (laughs) So, Madeline, what advice do you give to Addison so that she'll be taking over all your companies when she takes over this company in 20 years? (laughs) Ooh, surround herself with people that will accept Conjole and entice her true gift. That sounds like her mm-hmm. mom and her grandpa. <laughs> yeah. And I like get it. good mentors. Get good mentors and good people for the play. You know, the directions you want to go, where you want to grow. Did I hear you just volunteer? Love it. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll come back at later. Erica, answer. I would, I would say have, have her take, it's free, have her take Tony Robbins' DISC assessment. It's TonyRobbins.com slash DISC, D-I-S-C. This tells her so much about her true self inside, internally, and things that she, it, it does two things. It shows what's going on internally and your natural instincts and your natural gravitation, and it also shows what you want to show to the world or what you are showing to the world and where there's a lot of um, difference of course stress is going to be so it's really good to get someone who understands that I, I don't mind doing that with you once she takes it and helping her understand it but it really the, the quicker she could understand herself and not and follow her heart follow her strength and understand there's good stress and bad stress. Like she needs to develop this. It's going to cause stress, but it's all for the good. If she's really crapping at something naturally, she shouldn't, you know, she needs to get to know that. And once she has that, the second piece of advice I'd say is to teach her that people come and go 
Like I did this with my kids at work. They were beyond their years. Because you have to explain mm-hmm. to them, like, situations, people, everything comes and goes. Be who you are. Don't worry about what people say. Just be in your thoughts. Be who you are. And watch what happens to the world. Like, watch what happens to the people around you. And don't be afraid. And the best thing, too, again, like, once she gets to know those things about her personality, et cetera, choose three mentors as a little kid. Like, choose three mentors. And even try something super young, because the, the younger and cuter you are, the easier it is to succeed with something. Don't wait. Like, create now. And make mistakes while you have mommy and daddy's payroll. <laughs> so, you made me feel old there, but um, I'm glad you volunteered to be a mentor. So, yeah, I love working with you. I really do. I I was entrepreneur at ASU for a while and just absolutely loved it. All right. Um, as Fred grows the list of Addison's mentors, <laughs> we'll see what his daughter says about this on the weekend. Yes. <laughs> so with that note, folks, we want to thank Lincoln Local Network for broadcasting us. This has been another fun show. And then echo, um, echo Ray's comments earlier. I want to thank Madeline Ross and Erica Feinberg, they've been phenomenal guests and absolutely make me look good for my talent hunting services. Uh, be back next week on Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. Thank you, ladies, for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Holly, thank you so much. And it was nice meeting you.